Hey there. Welcome to the Deeper Podcast, a podcast that's all about unleashing courageous love, not only in big ways, but in the small ways that seem to spiral out and make the real difference in our lives and the lives around us. I'm Reverend Sean, one of your hosts, and I'm so glad you're joining us this week. We're kind of in that in-between period. The major holidays of Hanukkah and Christmas are over, and New Year's is in front of us. We're going to have to remember to write 2022 every time we're dating something. And with Omicron rising, a lot of us are in this place of wondering if this year is just going to be like the next year. And honestly, I'm I'm with you there. Now, most of our Foothill staff is taking this week off to rest and recover and to get ready for the new year. I, I hope you're able to do the same. And so for this episode, we went back into the archives. I know, how NPR of us. But when I was in the archives, I stumbled upon some of the work that we created in December of 2020. And I, I just really want to share it. The first is this sort of humorous and satirical play on This American Life about this bag of rice that we got sent to the church. And the second is kind of a contemplative practice that helps us move through stress. Because if you, like me, actually felt a lot of stress over the last few weeks, And every time I turn on the news, I feel another layer of stress. We need practices that actually help us move that stress through our bodies so we can actually release it. So a little bit of humor, a little bit of practice, all bundled together. So let's get this party started. This is cereal, spelled with a C, from This American Rice. So a few weeks ago, I got a text from Katie, our director of finances operations, and it was just a picture. It was a picture of a box that we had received and its contents. And I've not been able to stop thinking about it because I truly do not understand. And I've kind of been on this insane quest to understand what exactly is going on. Let me tell you what I mean. All right, I am here at the church. Hi, church. It's been a while. Hi, sanctuary. I miss you. All right. Okay, so the box would be somewhere. This must be it. So, here's the box. Clearly says, clearly says to Foothills Unitarian Church, it is insured and tracked and sent all the way, all the way from Columbia, Missouri. Okay? And inside, what do you think it is? There's, There's no note. There's no nothing. There's simply... A bag of rice. That's it. Just a bag of rice. We don't know why they sent us a bag of rice, and yet they did. And here we are. And I spent the last two weeks obsessing over what the heck is going on. Sorry. I'm a little intense. Why would someone send us a single package of rice? Who was this person? I started the quest for answers on the internet. I mean, was this some sort of scam? People have been receiving mystery packages that they didn't order, sometimes packages of masks or seeds originating from China or other countries. Was this one of those? But looking through the tracking information disproved these theories. This package was sent from Missouri. So maybe I could learn something about the symbolism of rice itself. Rice is a symbol of nourishment, health, life. So maybe someone's sending us good wishes? I mean, that's good, but it's really not answering my questions. That's when the vortex of the internet pulled me in. I learned that in the last five years, white rice has been receiving more and more Google searching. That comparably, Coloradans and Missourians, 
don't know, is that how you call them? I'm not sure. Google white rice at approximately the same rate. I learned that something happened around the first week of March 2020 that sparked people's interest in rice. Oh right, lockdown. This had become my monolith in the desert. But in this case, it was personal. No one else on the planet was going to crack it if I didn't. Not knowing was completely overwhelming. I just needed to know. So I reached out to a colleague in Columbia, Missouri to see if they could help. But they were just as confused as I was, but they promised to do some digging. After the conversation, though, I had a little epiphany. Maybe I was focusing on the wrong part. Maybe it wasn't important who had given it, but the fact they had gifted it. So maybe, just maybe, I would gain some insights if I followed their lead. So I dug through my pantry, and I was in luck. I had two extra bags of rice. I quickly packaged them up, wrapping them as best I could. And then I corralled the middle schooler, and we jumped in the car and headed out. So here we are at Elaine's house. You can tell because there's this sign. All are welcome here. And we're going to go and give her our present and see how she reacts. Let's see. Hi! Thanks for delivering these bookshelves. Aren't they lovely? <laughs> I love the Threshold Collection. All right, we have this. Oh, we have a gift for you. That makes me so happy. This is my first Christmas gift. Well, you, I think you should open it right now. Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, thank you. Do you know, I'm trying to understand this because it was gifted to us. And so what do you think the meaning of giving someone rice is? Yeah, it's a, it's a joke. I feel like this is a joke. It's a joke. So this reminds me of seventh grade. We did a white elephant gift exchange in middle school, and I was so excited. And uh, the gift that I got stuck with was a potato. Someone had kicked around. <laughs> and so it made the newspaper was wrapped in wet. And I was disappointed. So this is a disappointing gift. It's disappointing. You can't find any, like, deeper meaning in it. What just And that's okay. It's okay. It's okay uh, if you don't. No. I, I'm I'm trying to find it myself, so that's good. I feel disappointed. All right. Because I thought you would give me a gift that would say that you you know me and you care about. Yeah. So this this wasn't that gift. This was not that gift. All right. But I'm still really happy to see you, bro. It's good to see you. <laughs> Giving Reverend Elaine the rice hadn't given me any of the insights that I'd hoped for. It did feel more and more like it was just a joke, a confusing one, but a joke nonetheless. And I was starting to lose hope. But that's when we had our first real break in the case. I received a message from Reverend Molly. After looking at their records, they found a match to the address that sent the package. And the person's name was, you guessed it, Smith. The same one on the package. But no one seemed to actually know this person. But they were friends with local religious leaders on Facebook. So she said she would follow up. So I called up Reverend Hannah up in Cheyenne to see if she might be able to help me out. So I explained all the details, and this was her reaction. Who would send rice? I mean, is it a donation? Did you have a food drive? I mean, we have a food bank, but like, it would cost them like $10 to like send this package. 
Quick aside, I looked up the exact cost of this bag of rice and it's 85 cents. And the cost of shipping was about $7.50, which means it cost them 159% more to send it than to actually buy it. They want you to do more gluten-free ministry? Is this like the new chain letter? Is this a chain grain? There was no note though. It didn't say like, pass it on. It was just like, here's rice. What if you cook the rice and it gives you magic powers? Okay, I I think we need to cook the rice. I think that's the next step. Yeah, it's like, you might die. You might like gain magic powers. You might- It's like a risk rice. that I should take in 2020. Yeah, what could go wrong? Um, what could go wrong? All right. It was as good a lead as any. So I grabbed my rice cooker, making sure to wash my rice, threw it together, and waited. Maybe, maybe I had found it. Maybe I was this close to figuring out exactly what was going on. All right, here's the rice. It's looking pretty good. And here in my office, it's the only quiet place in my house, and I have my, my rice. And uh, here goes nothing. I mean, tastes like rice. I guess I'll wait. See if something miraculous happens. As I was waiting, Reverend Molly followed up. After talking to her colleagues, they actually didn't think it was a match. No one seemed to know this kind of mystery person. What is going on? So it's been 23 days since this mystery person sent us his bag of rice. And so far, I'm no closer to finding out any of the answers to my questions. And I'm beginning to think I'm never going to. Which actually might be the lesson here. I mean, we humans, we always want there to be answers to our questions. We want everything to make sense. And so we seek out answers and we find them. Sometimes from reputable sources, other times from less reputable ones. Sometimes we find the answers outside of us and sometimes they're within us. We want to connect all of the dots. That whether it's the birth of an ordinary baby millennia ago, or finding a few extra doses of coronavirus vaccine in those vials a few days ago, there is this human impulse to weave a story of something larger. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, who was the former chief rabbi of the United Kingdom, who died earlier this year, once responded to that fable question, why do good things happen to bad people? With this response, God does not want us to understand why good things happen to bad people. Because if we ever understood, we would be forced to accept that bad things happen to good people. And God does not want us to accept those bad things. He wants us not to understand so that we will fight against the bad and the injustice of this world. And that is why there is no answer to that question, because God has arranged that we shall never have an answer to it. It's in the wrestling with the questions of living with life's mysteries, not pushing them away or answering them too quickly. It is in deciding how we're gonna act when we don't know for sure. It's in all of that that we as humans find 
the most generative of magic. Not having the answers lures us towards our lives being the answer. And so I think that's what the rice has taught me this year. Because all along, this journey has lifted my spirit. It has brought out this goofy wonder in me that was sort of lacking. And when I've shared the mystery with other people, I've seen their spirits join me in unexpected delight. So, in a few minutes, we have two packages just like this that we're gonna go to the post office to send. One of them is going to Columbia, Missouri. And the other, well, I'm not telling you where it's going because who knows what'll happen next. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I did revisiting it. You know, we never really solved the mystery of the rice. I sent my rice off and didn't get any response, but maybe somewhere out there, someone was equally as dumbfounded and went on their own quest. What I like about returning to that story is just remembering that that mystery is something that actually we can delight in. That it can be something that we use for, for joy and curiosity and not just something that can create anxiety. And it's the dwelling in the mystery that matters and our capacity to dwell in it. And yet it's, it's hard. I mean, uncertainty inherently is difficult for us. As humans, we want a degree of certainty, a degree of clarity. And when we don't have that, it can create a lot of anxiety. But the thing about anxiety is that anxiety doesn't actually live in our minds. It's in our bodies. So one of the tools we can bring to actually help us live a life that is less anxious is to help our bodies process the stress, process the anxiety. And so this next exercise, this guided meditation, this contemplation is going to invite you into a practice of just doing that. This is a practice that I do a lot that helps me release from the stress and anxiety that's going on. And I hope that if you're feeling that stress and that anxiety right now, it'll be something that'll be helpful for you too. This meditation will help us practice moving our bodies through the cycle of emotions and stress. For each feeling has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And when we short circuit this cycle, the emotions and stress erect roadblocks within us, burning us out, shortening our fuse. Practicing moving through the cycle fully, releasing this built-up stress, frees us to inhabit our days with more intention, freedom, and depth. To begin, we must slow down. Take a moment to find a comfortable position, allowing your body to relax. Your eyes can remain open or closed, whatever feels most comfortable for you allowing ourselves the capacity to notice with deepened clarity the sensations, feelings, and emotions that inhabit our bodies in this moment. Gaze around the space you find yourself in, orienting to where you are physically, who and what is around you. Where is the door or window? What is behind you? Simply noticing the contours of the space settles our bodies and cues the mind and heart, who so often dwell in places distant from where our bodies reside, to find themselves here and now.
It takes time for our bodies to settle, for our nervous systems to relax from their states of arousal and excitement, to shift from the posture of doing, of getting things done, of anticipating what's to come, of doing, doing, and doing, to relax into a posture of just being. Grant yourself this moment to just be. In this moment of just being, notice your breath. Breathing is essential to our lives, and our nervous system takes cues from our breath as it decides what state to be in. Slowing the breath reminds the nervous system that it is safe from threat and can relax. Following the circle on the screen, I invite you to align your inhales and exhales with the movement of the circle, holding for a count in between. This helps slow our breathing and relaxes our bodies. Breathing in for four, three, two, one. Holding for four, three, two, and one. Breathing out. Three, two, one. Breathing in for four, three, two, one. Holding. Three, two, one. And breathing out. Three, two, one. Breathing in. Holding. Breathing out. Here in the ebb and flow of inhales and exhales, find a home in your rhythm, allowing yourself to open up to this moment and all it contains. For here in this space of calm, we arrive at our second step. Noticing. We begin by noticing the sensations in our bodies, the bodily feelings that arise. Scan your body and notice what you feel without judgment. This could be tension in a certain part of your body, in your forehead, your heart, your gut. It could be feelings of energy, anxious and jittery, or aliveness of vitality. Lean into the sensations, trying to notice each of them, allowing yourselves to truly feel it without the need to fix or change it. When encountering a particular sensation, we can ask ourselves, is this feeling pleasant or unpleasant? If in this moment anxiety mounts, Remind yourself that every feeling has an expiration date, that you are safe to simply notice. We can feel it without having to fix it. Thoughts and memories may begin to percolate up, trying to make sense of these sensations in your body. Allow them to rise to the surface of your awareness. See them as clues, but not answers clues to the mystery of this experience, and as it feels right to you, 
try out a few names for this experience that you are having, this sensation, this feeling. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this. It's okay if you don't settle on a name. It's okay if you do. For we have arrived at the final step, completing the cycle by asking ourselves, would I like to shift this emotion or stay in it? Shift or stay? With intention, each path offers release. Sometimes we complete the cycle by staying in the emotion, letting feelings of despair, sadness, or fear guide us towards tears, and not just one tear, but many. Letting go and crying doesn't change the world around us, but allowing ourselves to truly embody the feeling uncontrolled and raw allows the body to release it. Other times, we complete the cycle through shifting our emotions by moving our bodies and dancing it out in our living rooms, or tensing and releasing our muscles rhythmically until we sense our body let go, asking for a 20-second hug or Someone's physical presence near you can help shift that emotional state. Or sometimes it's laughter, real laughter, that is, that helps our bodies let go. Now, in this moment, you may not be able to complete the cycle fully, but we can find in our intentions a path forward. Do I want to shift or stay? What can I do after this time? What can I do today or tomorrow that will help find release? When you have clarity of your intention, take a deep breath, bringing some energy into your inhales and invite some movement into your body. Wiggling your fingers and toes, maybe stretching your arms wide. We conclude our time in gratefulness. Gratefulness for what is possible. When so much is outside our control, each of us has the power to shift our intention to cultivate a greater capacity for presence, for freedom, and for joy remembering the steps to complete the cycle, slowing down to notice the feelings, naming them, and asking ourselves, do we want to shift or stay as we help our bodies let go so we may take that next step, allowing our hearts to remain open, allowing love to be born again and again. Well, thanks so much for listening to this. Dive back into the archives. We'll be back next week with our annual Fire Communion celebration. This is an opportunity to really release all that we may be holding so we can enter this year 
with, with more freedom, more capacity to choose. And we're going to come up actually on a new series that we're, we're starting. And you here in the podcast get the first sneak peek, which is that the title of our series is going to be Reassembly Required. It's going to be all about how we keep relationships strong and how we help, how we move through conflict and how we rebuild relationships after they've been tested or challenged. It would mean a lot to us if you could go and leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Doing that really helps people discover the podcast while they're typing in their keywords to Google. But maybe even more important than that, I invite you to share this podcast with someone that you think it might touch in a meaningful way. If there's anyone in your life you think would resonate with the big questions we're wrestling with over here, send them a link and just spread the word. We're so glad that you joined us for this time.